Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Atlanta Hawks are 8-4. and four. We're going to take a look at some of the numbers and see exactly who is this Hawks team. The Hawks Beat Podcast starts right here, right now. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Welcome, welcome, welcome in, folks, <laughs> to this non-game edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Um, I wanted to. Uh, do a kind of a look back and see exactly kind of like a check-in, right? Um, I, I initially want to do it every 10 games, or every 15 games, every 25 games or something like that. And just check in and see exactly who is or what is this Hawks team. Um, I had initially wanted to do it after 10 games, but we're 12 games in. So here we go. <laughs> 12 games in. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are 8-4. and four. And I just want to take some time out, just kind of look at a little bit of the numbers and see exactly what do we have here, right? Like, what has this team, uh, what is this team, what could this team be? So there's going to be kind of a different podcast uh, from the typical game podcast, which I will record later. Uh, <laughs> the Hawks play the Sixers tonight, so I will be podcasting after that game as well. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome in. We invite you to connect with us on our social media and chop it up with us. You know what I'm saying? Get on with the get on and get down with the get down. Um, we are on uh, all of the streaming platforms. I'm sorry, not the streaming platforms. All of, <laughs> We all on the streaming platforms, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all those um, social media platforms. So check us out. Also, we are on all the streaming platforms as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you get down with your podcast, you can find the Hawks Beat. We would love for you to subscribe and we would love for you to drop five stars in our little ratings bucket and help us uh, increase our credibility. <laughs> so um, let's jump right into it, guys. Let's jump right into it. The Atlanta Hawks are off to a good start, eight and four. And while there are still room for improvement, um, you have to be excited if you're a Hawks fan. You know, right now, 
just looking at the early, early standings. And look, we all know that this is a long season. It's a very long season. But as seasons go, as starts go, you'd rather be eight and four than four and eight. You'd rather be eight and four than two and ten, like the Lakers. You know, so um, while there is room for improvement, uh, this Hawks team—if the season stopped right now. <laughs> The season stopped after 12 games. This Hawks team would be the three seed. They would be taking on the Wizards in the playoffs. But we are a long way from talking about seeds. Right now, we're just going to look at this Hawks team and see exactly what we have here and what is going on. Um, as far as the offense of uh, the offensive efficiency has is going on. The Hawks have been pretty daggone efficient, and I say that as a team that has had to integ- integrate a, a new ball player into their starting starting lineup. Now, that player, DeJounte Murray, is a guy who, if you had to integrate someone in, he would probably be the ideal that you want to, <laughs> the ideal guy that you want to put into your starting five because he's unselfish, he's a team player, he comes from a system where everybody was about the team. So um, I think the, the, the fit with DeJounte has been very well, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, as far as the numbers are concerned, you guys know I'm not really a numbers and a stats guy, but I do believe they tell some of the story as far as how this team has been running and how efficient or uh, non-efficient they've been. Uh, so far, as far as efficiency, uh, they've been putting up points. Uh, they're ninth in the league as far as points per game with 115. Uh, they're right in the middle as far as shooting percentages, shooting around 46%, which is kind of around the middle. The part that has been kind of their Achilles heel, if there is one offensively, has been the three-point shooting. Three-point shooting has not been good. Uh, they're currently 23. They're currently ranked 23rd. And uh, that's near the bottom of the league. <laughs> For those of you keeping track at home, there are only like 30 teams in the league. So if you're 23, do the math. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, again, at the end of the day, the only, the only numbers that really matter are the wins and the losses. Uh, they've done a good job distributing the ball. They're like 14th in assists or 12th in steals. And they're actually 4th in rebounding. So, um you can kind of you can kind of thank Clint Capella for that, even though uh, I, I think John Collins has done a good job rebounding this year, and you got guys like Dejounte Murray that have been getting rebounds. So I think the Hawks have been doing a decent job as far as rebounding is concerned. They're top five in the league, right? So that's good. So when people come up to you and be like, "Hey, man, these guys can't rebound," yeah, they have certain lineups that you put in there, and they're like, "Oh man, that's too small. Like that's too small." Like I know last game. They had DeAndre at like the small ball four, and I think they had a Congo out there. Like, nah, we we can't be doing that. Like, we we can't be doing that. You play DeAndre at the small ball four, then you got to have either like JC or Clint out there at the five. But um, they've proven so far to be a pretty decent um, rebounding team. And the the numbers that surprised me the most, to be honest with you, was the defensive rating <clears throat> as of now. The Atlanta Hawks are ranked 10th in defensive rating, giving up 109.7 points. Game, that is 10th. That's a top 10 defense. Now, could that be a little skewed from some of the teams that you've played and this, that, and the other? Uh, When you look at this team, does it appear to be a top 10 defense? 
that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. Like, you know, everybody knows this isn't a really a defensive uh, defensive uh, juggernaut. I will say this, though. When the Hawks made those moves, when they made moves to, you know, let go of Kevin Herter and they brought in the Holiday Boys and they brought in guys to play specifically on his second team who are more defense oriented, you know, uh, that was what they were going for. I think last year they were near like the bottom of the league defensively and then defensive rating. And I guess they figured if they can slide up to maybe even the middle of the pack, maybe even top 10, top 15, that would be much better for them. But you look at his team and it's like, yeah, Yo, you don't got a team of like defensive dogs, like the Miami heat team from last year. And there's some of those other teams, but I think you're better. I think, I think that the ceiling is better defensively for this team. So um, for now, I mean, they're ranked 10th defensive rating. So, you know, we're not going to besmirch them. Still room for improvement. And uh, if you're going to make improvement, it's better to make improvement at eight and four rather than four and eight. Um, <clears throat> just going through just uh, some of the storylines as far as this young season has uh, begun. Uh, for me, one of the storylines has been Bogey Bogdanovich. And you're like, yo, how can he be a storyline because he hasn't played? Exactly. <laughs> my, my sentiments, exactly. And so my thing is this, and, and somebody asked this question to me, and I'll kind of mix in some of the mailbag questions that I got I, that, uh, that you guys sent. Somebody asked me that if AJ progresses into a shooter that the Hawks think that he could be, could Bogey be on the move by the deadline? Hmm. Excellent, excellent question. And um, the simple answer is absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, now, by no means am I saying that, you know, A.J. Griffin is better than Bogey Bogdanovich or, you know, whatever, whatever. But if he is ahead of that curve and he is showing and proving himself to be a shooter that the Hawks feel is reliable, and the Hawks have already paid everybody. Like, they've literally paid everybody. Um, shoot, yeah, Bogey could be in the move. You know, I've always said at any time, any of them dudes are available except for number 11 and number 5. <laughs> number 11 and number 5. Those are the only safe guys on this roster. Do you hear me? So, I mean, of course, he. he I mean, he's got an $18 million base salary. This year, I think next year, uh, I'm not sure what his number is for next year. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, but yeah, that's 18 mil. They can come off some of that eight mil, maybe get some of those draft picks back that uh, that they had to give up. I mean, shoot. So yeah, so looking at Bogey's contract, I just pulled it up. He's owed 18 mil this year, and then next year he's got an 18 mil player option. If you're a bogey, hell yeah, you you opted into that player option. You don't had injuries these last two seasons. Man, he's going to opt into that thing so quick. <laughs> he is going to opt into that thing so quick. It's not going to be funny. Bogey's 31 years old, and uh, I, I think that, and, and I hate to say this, but I think his best basketball is behind him. You know, 
That's not to say I don't think he's a serviceable player. I still think that if he comes back, he's still the best player that the Hawks have on their bench. However, there is a time where you need to turn the page. So to the question, could AJ uh, progress into the shooter and, and make Bogey expendable? Absolutely. Absolutely. But on the same nickel, with that said, I still think that if Bogey comes back, you add another dimension to this team. And if I think if you're talking championship, um, I think you need a healthy Bogey Bogdanovich. That's kind of my thought. A.J. Griffin, while we're talking about it, has been another interesting topic this early season. Um, the fan base can kind of go at each other a lot of times about his minutes. And uh, I, I look at it like this, man. Right now he's getting 12 minutes a game, which is like stupendous when you look at Nate McMillan and his record of not playing rookies. <laughs> so uh, I, I think the kid has been good. I think he's been serviceable. I think that he's learning and uh, he's got a ways to go before he can get on the stay on the floor defensively. And, you know, that's just being a rookie. You know, I will say this, and this may not be fair. I think AJ has to be better than a rookie if he wants minutes. Does that make sense? I think he has to be better than a rookie if he wants minutes. Like he has to prove like, yo, I got a ball out of control if I want these minutes. Because Nate, we all know Nate. Nate is old school. He's not just going to give you those minutes. He is literally, not, not literally, but he is really going to have to force Nate's hand to get those minutes if that's what he wants. So uh, I like the kid. You know, I've said it a, a, a thousand times. I hope he gets as many minutes as possible. And uh, if he keeps on balling out, then, you know, Nate's going to have to play him. But um, A.J. Griffin has been a nice story to the beginning of the season. <clears throat> also, DeJounte Murray. Early returns on DeJounte Murray is this. For me, for me, he has exceeded my expectations. I thought that when he came in, I thought it was a good fit, but I thought it was going to be, it looks really good now. And, and I, I didn't think it was going to look like it looks now. I expected a little bit more of a learning curve and I thought a little bit more bumps and bruises. Now we still may run into those bumps and bruises. Those are kind of what I expected kind of throughout the first 25 games. But, um, I liked what I've seen from the kid, especially the overtime shot. He's shown leadership, the way he's handled that second unit and how they have been just just a almost a a, a pillar of strength for this team. I love what I've seen out of him thus far. You know, there's still growth uh, as far as him needing game reps. I think that's the biggest thing. He just needs game reps with the starters, with the bench. And I think by the All-Star break, man, they're really going to be rolling, like rolling, rolling. So uh, I really like what I see out of the Murray kid. Somebody asked me a question about John Collins. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I'm going I'm to I'm keep it a stack with y'all. Y'all know, know how I always get down. I don't know how this ends. I don't know how this ends, and I don't know what their plan is for John Collins. I will just say this. You're paying him too much damn money to not be a part of this offense. You're paying him too much damn money to not be a part of this offense. And what I mean by not be a part of this offense is 
I think that if you're going to pay him what you pay him, you got to at least make him. There needs to be some intentionality with getting him the ball. There needs to be some intentionality there. Um, I think the question was like, you know, I think he's the guy said, I, I, my guy, Dewan Go, and he said, I think the issue is that he isn't a good fit along Clint. Uh, JC and Trent, I'm sorry, JC and Trey were once lethal in those pick and rolls, but now those seem to go to Clint. I agree. Like, it just seems like they can't really find a place for him. And John is like a Swiss Army knife. He's so good at so many things. There's really no other big on this team that can do what he does. So the Hawks are really in a conundrum because how do you utilize a guy like that, right? I think they got to do better. I think they got to be intentional about getting him the ball, but they haven't been. And I don't know if they will be. So I don't know. Like, I mean, I I wish I had the answer to it, but I'm not going to lie and be like, hey, I know the answers. No, I don't. Like, I got a podcast and all that, and I'm credentialed to cover the the team, and I I probably know a lot more than most, but I don't got the answer to this one. (laughs) I just just simply don't. I don't know. Um, I think that he needs to be a, a bigger part of this offense, and I'll just I'll leave it at that. He needs to be a bigger part. He has a huge skill set. But I think in order for him to flourish as a 20 and 10 guy like he is, uh, he might have to go somewhere else. I don't like the idea of that, but I think that might be what it is. Um, I'm going to take a brief break. Uh, let me grab uh, some time and let my sponsors get up in here. On the other side, let's take a brief look on the starters at the bench, and then we'll get up out of here. just want to take just a, a brief moment just to talk about these eight and four Hawks. Uh, you listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, we are back. Uh, Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub, talking a little Atlanta Hawks basketball. Um, just breaking down this 8-4 and four team that's off to a pretty decent start through 12 games. Just taking a look at a little bit of the numbers, a little bit of some of the uh, storylines. And now just, um, just want to give you my thoughts on some of the starters, some of the bench guys. And then uh, we'll get ready for the Philadelphia game, which is tonight. So, um, I'll start with Trey. I thought Trey's been good. I don't think he's been great. Um, he hasn't really shot the ball efficiently. But at the end of the day, the guy's still averaging almost 30 and 10. Like, you know, so I'm not going to bust his balls on that. You know, uh, the shooting could be more efficient. That's why I said it's not great. I still think he's probably the best point guard in the East. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he's 
Trey's been Trey, and and, and Trey, good Trey, is a lot better than a lot of these point guards out here. So once he gets to a level of consistently being great, which is really damn hard to do, um, yeah, Trey's gonna be fine. Ain't nobody worried about Trey. Ain't nobody worried about Trey. I talked about DJ a little bit earlier, Dejounte Murray. Um, for me, he's exceeded expectations. I I'm thrilled with what he is and I, I'm even kind of even more excited of what he's going to be like I really feel like both of these guys could make the all-star team this year and that'll be dope for Atlanta and that'll be dope for the Hawks Dre DeAndre Hunter's had flashes he's had moments where it's like oh man yeah like there he is and then he's had moments where he's like oh man come on guy like he got his money and like the expectation for me was kind of like a little bit higher and nobody's been higher than no one's been higher on Dre than me. Uh, I've been a huge DeAndre Hunter fan since day one. I've let you know that I even wrote an article on that, like on the Hawksbeat.com a while ago. Um, yeah, I think he's been solid, but there's definitely room for improvement. So, you know, he's still figuring his way out in this offense, I think with the, the new, uh, the new addition, but I think it's been solid, but there's definitely room for growth. JC, I kind of just spoke on JC. He just needs to get the ball more. I think there's times where he just runs up and down the court. Um, I think that he is kind of the heartbeat of this team, though. So the Hawks are in such a conundrum because I really believe he is the heartbeat of this team. He's the personality of this team. He will do whatever is needed uh, to get a dub. And um, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what the long-term – situation is with john but i like him i like i like him <laughs> clint clint's kind of turned back the clock man especially the last few games he's been a rebounding a monster uh, i think the last game against uh philly i think he had like 20 rebounds or something like that or close to it um is it sustainable i don't know all i know is big men typically don't get better and don't get healthier as the years go by and Clint's kind of like right at that moment where like he's had injuries and it's just like, OK, do we ride with him or do we cut bait and try to bring a Congo along? I don't know. But through 12 games and that's what we're talking about. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's been really good defensively. And, uh, you know, still got to work on putting those bunnies back. But, you know, I, I, I like Clint. I like what he's done and what he's been bringing to the table. As far as the bench, Holiday Brothers, I like those guys, man. Uh, especially Aaron. Maybe sore because, it, 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 and you know what you're getting with Aaron. He's not really an offensive guy who's going to be a juggernaut. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, like a Drew Holiday, like .5. <laughs> like he's definitely not as good as his brother. But, you know, he has that same kind of, okay, I'm going to get it done mentality defensively. And I like that. I think the Hawks need that. His brother, he's hot or cold. You know, Justin, he, he'll put them shots up. And some nights he'll be hitting, and some nights he won't. But one thing you can guarantee, them shots is going to go up. <laughs> they going to go up, Jack. And they going to go up with the utmost confidence. And I appreciate that about Justin, man. Very confident player. He's a solid vet. I told everyone he's a solid vet when he came over here. But you're going to get what you're going to get with Justin. At the end of the day, he's going to shoot what he's always shot. And uh, I think he's just a solid veteran. So um, Jalen, Jalen has been a nice addition because we didn't know what we had with Jalen last year. 
Um, you saw I, I covered a lot of his college parks games, and I was like, yo, man, like this dude's kind of beasting in G League. Like, you know, Nate need to give him some, you know, give him some more burn. I don't know if so here's the thing. Like, if you if you move on from John Collins, you really have to be comfortable with what you have in Jalen. And right now, I don't think you really know what you have in Jalen, if that makes sense. I think you have an idea, and I think you've seen flashes, but you're not sure yet, right? So I think you got to see more Jalen. You got to see he's got to learn because he didn't he didn't learn last year. He's got to learn. He's got to get him out there and get those game reps. But um, very athletic kid, man. Very athletic kid, and it's been good seeing him on the court. A Congo. Dog, he's a dog, man. Like he loves physicality, and I love that for him, and I love that for this Hawks team. I wish the Hawks could have five more guys on this team with his mentality, and uh, he's got his little jump shot. You know what I'm saying? We've seen him make a couple jumpers this year. So, shout out to a Congo for putting in that work. AJ, again, talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, lots of promise. Uh, like my guy Brad said the other night, he's the Hawks' best shooter, <laughs> which, again, is kind of a very minimal bar. But, you know, <laughs> I will just love to see the guy. I hope he gets, you know, a, a, a bigger opportunity than Jalen got last year. And I would love to, to see him progress and do well for the Hawks. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's it, man. Just wanted to come in real quick and uh, just wrap about these eight and four Atlanta Hawks. And uh, we will pod again tonight. So uh, make sure if you see the pod on the timeline, make sure to retweet it, reshare it, all that jazz to the Hawks beat about two. Share the Hawks beat with about 10 or 12 of your friends. And we would greatly appreciate it. Like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Free beats. Free When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.